Yes, welcome to the NBA panel. I'm here with John Weatherspoon. Storytelling is an art form, and when in the right hands will, of, the, of the right directors and writers will lead to great productions. Today, we're rejoined by one of the best producers in the industry, Dexter Devery. Dexter, Dexter, what's going on? Hey, man, how's it going? Good to, good to be here. Everything's good, man. How you been? I've been good. I've been good. It's uh, interesting times right now, I think, uh, in the world and in the in the industries of storytelling. So uh, it's been uh, it's been quite an adventure, especially lately. Yes. OK, take us back to your time, uh, your college days, Florida State University of Florida. Um, looking at looking back then, how's the journey been for you up to this day? Oh, man. Uh <laughs> It's it's interesting. <laughs> it, yeah, it's 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 been such a long journey, winding roads and blind curves and all that. But uh right. You know, I I think that the interesting thing for me lately is that uh, you know, a lot of a lot of like a lot of the original inspiration that came to me to to become a storyteller, you know, which I I've right. sort of told that story before and you know, came to me in the form of a poem out of the blue and you know I, I was otherwise not a creative guy at all and didn't didn't have access to that um and that really kind of changed my life and and that the the sentiment around that or, or or the unlocking of of the deeper sort of meaning and purpose for me in my life has really come back a lot lately um to to sort of reinforce itself or remind me of what that original inspiration was and what what you know even my own sort of purpose is and, and right. has always been and and really kind of focused me a lot on the kind of stories that I'm I'm telling and want to tell and where I'm putting my energy. Right. I know when I started NBA panel, um from that day from the first day until now, I, I it's like a 180. It's like a totally different person. If I saw my my my, my saw myself then in the studio, I wouldn't recognize him. Like I like who is this guy over here? <laughs> <laughs> um, how's your growth been over your journey? Because mine, mine has been mine is every day. It's continuous. It's nonstop. Yeah, I, for sure, man. Like I, you know, I I feel like I don't know. Re recently, I've, I've it's been it's been hard for me. Um, you know, on, on a personal level, professional level, yeah. etc. I've been going through like really kind of a, a, a bit of a trans, not a bit, a, a transformation. You know, largely. Okay. I'm just recalibrating, you know, what's important in my life and what my life looks like and who's in it and who's not. And right. I, I've, I've, I've done that a, a quite a bit throughout my life um, in, in fairly dramatic ways in a lot of ways, like, you know, leaving my business partner and a business that was successful and, and on a path, you know, right. realizing that I, you know, I wanted to do it differently and starting over and not being like radically challenging and, you know, coming with That's a it whole lot um and i'm you know i'm doing that yet again and and i feel like you know to answer your question it's like it's been a series of sort of reinventions and 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 rediscoveries of of myself but but it's always sort of going back to you know the the original sort of intention or or, or getting clearer on the original intention is what i've found uh, right. it's not easy it's not always easy to do that for sure right um, especially when you leave your comfort zone and things that are working and yes in for things that aren't working and don't don't seem to make any fucking sense anymore but <clears throat> ultimately <Right. laughs> yeah, you know. but it's you know it's it's sort of in those yeah it's in that discomfort and 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 even in failure or setbacks or 
or mistakes or whatever you want to call it. It's, it's in those moments, the hardest moments. Yeah. Actually, you know, learn and grow the most. So yeah, that learning curve, that learning curve can be hell, but it's worth it. Once you start, the rest is history. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> You're also a founder. Yeah, tell us about um, your um, company, Falcon, which has grown to this point. And tell us about that journey and the growth you've seen from your own self from that. Yeah. So, you know, when I started, I, I had I had come out of another company, again, that was on a path and doing well, and there was really no reason to sort of break it. Um, right. But I had sort of ran into my own my own purpose and realizing like I wasn't fully on it and wasn't fully realizing it and and I needed to. And so I, I started Falcon um, under that inspiration or premise or whatever you want to call it. And right. really like, you know, I, the things that were sort of different from what I was doing before was that the focus was, was, was much sharper on the specific kind of storytelling. And then even in the structure of the company, like, before my old company really was an advertising agency and production company and didn't really do much in entertainment at all. And I, you know, I started a feature film there and kind of finished it at my new company. I really wanted to focus more of my time on longer form stories uh, because that's been my passion from the beginning. And, you know, going back to film school, that's why I went there. It, It actually never had anything to do with advertising. I, that kind of fell, fell into my lap. I'm glad right. it did, but but I but I wanted to balance the focus out a little bit, and so we've been really kind of split, you know, between advertising and and entertainment. But over the last like year and a half or so, it's really you know shifted a lot, and and the focus has been much more on the on the long form side, you know, probably just right. because you know as a storyteller, that's kind of where my heart and head has always been, and I've just I've just sort of manifested that and and put more energy into it, and that's kind of come to bear and it's exciting to see though i mean when we started it's like nobody knew who we were you know we were brand new and i only had one film under my belt so it was a lot of like knocking on doors and you know right trying to prove yes. ourselves and you know introducing ourselves and all this and met with you know skepticism and you know resistance and the rest of it um and that you definitely has shifted a lot yes yeah, that's what about that's what it's about man start when you start, you're unknown. When you finish, be unforgettable. That's what it's about. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Now, you had a lot of great productions. One, one, um, one, one product. One, one project I want to focus on. I see you have Michael Jordan in the background, which is perfect segue. <laughs> Unbanned, the Legend of AJ One. Tell us yeah. about the thought process. One is one of your greatest projects. Tell us about the um, thought process. Yeah. So you know, it it really uh, you know we were working with the with the, with the brand. Um, and ha- had been for a number of years up when we started working with them in 2013, 14. Um, and right. around 2016, um, I had reached this point that, you know, it, it started, it was just a personal kind of itch or inquiry or whatever you want to call it. Um, right. I started to really question why. Like, I, like I, you know, I, I, as I got more and more into it, you know, and I always yeah. been a super fan or whatever, but getting closer to like under the hood and meeting Michael and meeting, you know, people that were around from the beginning and knew the ins and outs right. of the brand and, and all that. I started really, I, I was very, very curious of like, why is this like such a religion, right? Like it's not just popular and it's not just, you know, the best shoe or whatever. And, you know, everybody kind of right. has their opinions on it, but 
I was, I always felt like it's got to be more than just Michael's the greatest. Absolutely a huge factor, a big part of it. No, no question. Right. And I, and, and, and right. I would take that away from him or his legacy or anything, but still like, to me, that didn't really fully answer the why of like, beyond it just being radically popular, why is it a, a literally a religion for some people? And so that was yes. just, it was just personally bugging me. Like I kept going like, you know, and I would ask people, I would ask people that were there at the beginning and signed them and all of that. And, and no one really gave me an answer that was satisfying. It was always kind of like, well, you know, he was great on the basketball court and it was just the time and, you know, like sort of vague right. answers for it. All of which were sort of, you know, true and in, 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 you know, in part, but it didn't really answer the question. And so that was bugging me and bugging me and bugging me. And then I got briefed on a on a project for the 31 shoe. And at the time, right. the concept was the 31 was sort of based largely on the one. And then they like, you know, brought in new technology and, you know, reimagined. Right. But the chassis of the shoe was 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 taken from the one and they were going to do that one, two, three, four, you know, 31, 32, they were going to kind of do that through the thirties ended up right. abandoning that idea at some point, but the 31 was, was based on the one. And so the, the brief to me by the brand was we want to come up with a, with an ad campaign and we need to somehow without rehashing the past and making it a historical thing, we need just to quickly frame up the context of what that shoe originally meant because we're marketing to, you know, 14, 16, 18, 20 year old kids that right. that weren't even born at the time. So they have no, you know, they have no frame of reference for what the hell the shoe even means. Right. And in that moment, like somebody said it in a certain way, more eloquently than I just did. And I was like, oh, shit, you know, like this thing that's been bugging me has to be in the origin of the shoe. Right. Which, which now in hindsight, I look at it. I was like, yeah, no shit. You know, like, of course, that, right. that, that would have been the most obvious place to look or at least start. But it, I just I just hadn't. And like in that moment, it clicked. And I'm, so I went away and made the ad campaign or developed the concept and pitch it to them. And they wanted to do it. And meanwhile, I was rendering on this idea of like, how do we tell a bigger story about that, about the origin and like right. pack it? And I presented it to the brand and and didn't want them to pay for it and wasn't asking them to commission it or any of that. I just wanted them to bless it and 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 support me in doing it. Right. And and they did. I mean, they were like, love the idea, super resistant to me doing it because I, I had only directed a couple of campaigns for them at the time. And they're like, right. how the hell are you going to make a movie? You know, that doesn't make any sense. Like, are you going to get Spike or, you know, any of the other legends that love our brand? And I was like, no, 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 yes. no, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. So it was, it was crazy. It was, I mean, it was a lot of, again, going back to the idea of like, if it wasn't for sort of self belief and, right. uh, you know, sort of an unwavering commitment in myself, which, you know, a, a lot of times was just naive, you know, more than anything. Yes. Um, yes. and what it what it came to be because people are laughing at me and saying like no fucking way like you you're, why are you qualified to tell a story about Michael Jordan and these shoes that are so special and it's like because uh, I, I'm I'm not willing to accept anything else right yeah and it starts with it starts within if you don't believe in yourself no one nobody else will you have to believe in yourself you see you believe in yourself first or you see that light yeah, it'll, it'll come. I know. Believe <laughs> me, I know. Yes, yeah. you have some great people in the project. As you mentioned, Spike Lee, Anthony Anderson, Russell Westbrook, Carl Anthony, among others. 
How was it working with the gentleman? How was it work? How was it meeting Mike? It was great. You know, I mean, he he, you know, and I've I've been blessed to shoot him, you know, a number of times since then as well. And you know, it's it's certainly it's evolved and it changes. And you know, he's gotten to know right. me, and so it's so it's different. But the first time was like. You know, the thing that hit me the most was the way that like he he was literally like a ball of sun in the room. Like you walk in and like, like Ellen obviously said, yeah, I mean, <laughs> when his, energy, said, we started, it was like like he's a ghost or so. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, but like his his energy and his aura and like yeah. things that came off him were like whatever you believe in or don't believe in or whatever. It's like that his right. being around him, you're like, oh my god, like I'm banging into right. this force of nature and this this the energy that like just can't be denied and it takes up the whole room it doesn't matter who else is there or what the context is or whatever it's just like he's he's there and you know it so it's pretty crazy i mean you know it's 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 incredibly uh incredibly um daunting in a lot of ways and and you know it's you you bang into it because it's like holy shit like how am i gonna how am i gonna like you know you know like even match pound for pound for this in a conversation and you know you let that go at some point and you just do but like it's pretty powerful yes um for you how is it how what's how 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 do you enjoy storytelling like for me i love having guests on me panel give them a platform as it's growing to tell their stories as we're doing now. How's it for you when you make a production to have your story be told? Man, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's everything. It's, it's, you know, again, goes back to that original sort of premise. And when storytelling, I, I feel like it was very much delivered to me um, divinely and, and, and I was meant to do something with it. And so I don't take it lightly at all. I take it very, very seriously. And when I'm, when I'm, when I'm, you know, I concept things all, all the time, right? And maybe a right. tenth of them ever see the light of day, just by the law of, of, of nature and how it goes and, and the business side of it. But you know, when it is coming to life, when I'm in in that mode and, and bringing a story to life, it's radically fulfilling. You know, in in knowing that like I'm not only you know serving you know this this purpose that was sort of you know handed to me, bestowed upon me, whatever you want to call it. Um, but but I'm also like I also know what it took to overcome in terms of obstacles and challenges and everything it, it takes to you know get a production off the ground to push through all that right. to see it to life. It's like it's it's really, really powerful. And 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 one of the things lately, you know, just going back to one of your earlier questions, like one of the things lately that I've that's been showing up a lot for me is like realizing, you know, for a long time I was very conscious of like, okay. I'm interested in this story, like, like, like on band, you know, it was a curiosity part of me. And so like the story that developed out of it, obviously, you know, came from where my head was at and this thing that I was wrestling with internally, but sometimes, you know, stories come in, in, in sort of random ways or, or however they sort of show up. And I, I don't even have time to be conscious of like, oh, I'm choosing to do this, you know, for all these reasons or whatever. I'm just like, oh, this is a great idea. I'm into it. It's lighting me up in a certain way. And then and then I go for it. But the thing that I've been finding lately, really on a fairly profound level, is like I've I've found a series of stories that I'm I've been sort of down the path on that end up I thought I was doing it because I was really into it, or I thought the message would be really important for the audience and you know it's going to inspire people, which is always my mission. But I've right. realized lately that like 
So a lot of stories have actually chosen me and, and, it, and it's been a reflection of like something very, very personal for me. Like I'm working on a, 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 a film right now that I can't really talk about. It's, it's, it's super sort of undercover and, and top secret, right. but it's a story of redemption um, centered around an athlete and a lot of the like tropes and values and messaging within what he's dealing with are mirror images of, of me in my own life. You know, it's not exactly the same, you know, we're not the same people and what he's gone through is right. not the same, but they're all right. metaphorically, it's exactly the same, you know? And so, right. It's just like I was talking about it being sort of challenging lately on, you know, personal and professional level. It's like this story like came almost out of that challenge. And it wasn't why I chose it. I didn't think at least I, you know, I was like, oh, it's interesting and dynamic and people are, you know, get a lot out of it. But then I realized like somebody actually pointed out to me or like, isn't that your story? Like, and I was like, oh, (laughs) it is. Yeah. So right. I don't know. That's 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 pretty powerful as well. Definitely back on the future when that comes to light. Definitely, definitely talk about that. Definitely yeah, for sure. Yes, and you you stay you stay connected to great movies. Um, how was it working on James Bond's Carnival of Solace? You you stay you stay in the mix. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Some somehow find myself uh, in in interesting situations. But yeah, that was awesome. I mean, it was you know being I, I i wouldn't say that i'm i'm the biggest bond fan of all time but i was certainly a bond fan like most people are right. in former fashion and uh you know when right. we got an opportunity to work on that you know i i happened to be living actually in london at the time um and so i was very involved and all the shooting was in london and you know the meetings that we had you know which were constant and you know very intense was with the broccoli family and the wilson family and you know the the legacy of all these people involved and got an opportunity to like, you know, go to dinner at, at, at their house and see like archives yeah. of bond stuff and all this crazy stuff. And it was like, man, like talk about like cinematic, you know, legacy and, 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 and legendary moments or whatever, like got, got a chance to like immerse myself in it. And it's like, I don't know. I mean, right. I kept thinking like, I don't know how we pulled this off and how we got in this situation. <laughs> There's a lot of people that would die to, to be in this. And I was, you know, I was very grateful for, for having experienced it. It was cool. It was very cool. Yes. You also say connected to a lot of um, major brands. We talked about the Jordan brand, um, major league baseball, soccer. How's it for you being part of these um, major campaigns? It's great. I mean, you know, it's like what, what I've, what I've, I, I guess maybe what attracts me and, and maybe, maybe vice versa is just, you know, this idea that like, you know, though those brands or the brands at least that I that I've been blessed to to connect with and work right. with, like all sort of, you know, there is a through line in terms of like, yes, they have a product or a service that they're, you know, selling, you know, essentially, you know, to the world in some way. And there's business underlying, you know, for all of it. But all of those brands that you mentioned and and any ones that we work with also have you know, a, an other side to them that like cares about the audience and cares about even the, the products and services that they're making, not, not just the bottom line and not just to reach a certain dollar point, you know, those things come into play, you know, obviously as, as business, as businesses need to, and are run that way, but there's always right. a, a larger sort of purpose and sentiment. The teams involved this from the CMO all, all the way down, you know, the chain, they're all there for a bigger reason. Um, and that right. be- 
it's part of the work and it drives the work and, and even drives the experience of working with them. So like for me, you know, I, I have other friends that run ad agencies or production companies or whatever. And, you know, I hear them sort of right. bitching about like the client and, you know, the, the, this or the BS that's going on and the politics and whatever. And it's like, it's not that I'm free right. of, of that stuff, but it's different because most of the people that I work with, um, all that stuff is very, very secondary. And what, what's primary is, you know, is sort of a greater purpose or messaging or, or, or mission to kind of, you know, make the world a better place in some ways, like, you know, even if it's just, you know, on the field or court or whatever it is, but there's always, right. you know, there's always this sort of bigger, this bigger intention behind it. And that's really what inspires me and, and what I gravitate towards for sure. Yes, we mentioned Unbanned. And tell us about the other productions on Best Tape of My Life and Promised Land, which came, right, came out around, around the same time. Yeah. Um, while, yeah, two, two, two wild, wild ends of the spectrums, you know, Pr Promised Land was very <laughs> much like it came up sort of overnight, you know, like a, a few weeks after Jaw, or actually a, a week or two before Jaw was drafted. We got into it. I right. was out, met him, met his family, you know, sort of fell in love with the idea of telling a story. And and it, and it was interesting because like most people at the time were like, who? You know, and I'd be like, oh, we're, you know, going to do this thing on John Moran. They're like, who? You know, like, right. And I, kept, I, I always I always smile a little bit and go, well, just wait, you know, like, just wait. You, you might not know right. who he is now, but wait till the end of the season. You're damn sure going to know who he is. And, and it right. was a you know, it was a bet like, sure. Like most, like most people were like, yeah, but sure. He could go on to do all these great things, but he could also fall on his face and fizzle out and just be nothing like a lot of guys end up doing. Um, right. And, you know, I was always like, well, if that's the case, then that's the story, you know, like, and that's still interesting, you know, for people to see like, Hey, some people have all the promise in the world and it doesn't pan out for a whole list of reasons. Um, right. I didn't think that that was going to be the case, but you know, I could have been wrong, but so taking sort of a risk on that and, and even, you know, I, we, because again, it's came together so quickly, we didn't have time to like go out and raise the money and sell it and do all this. So I right. just started shooting him in and paid for it myself in the, for the first couple of months, which was, you know, also extremely risky and, you know, might've right. just lost all the money and not gotten it back or whatever, but then, you know, quickly people started coming on board and, and got behind it uh, and then we made it. But, you know, it, it also was like that was like a very much of an, ex an experiment of like I had I had an idea of where I thought it might go, but I didn't really know. And and it was very it was much more sort of open ended than a, like unbanned. I was very specific about where I was getting after. And of course, it evolved and changed and it was a very long process. So a lot of things sort of, you know, were discovered right. along the way, but, it, but I still kind of stayed relatively anchored to the original premise. Like that it was what it was where with, with jaw, it was like, you know, we were sort of defining promised land as, as, as this sort of dream of making it in the NBA, you know, which right. it tells that story, but like along the journey, I mean, it ended up being way more of a family story than, than, than I originally imagined. You know, it was it was much as much off the court as it was on the court. And then, you right. know, pandemic happened and Black Lives Matter happened and, you know, the bubble and all these things that like, of course, there's no way I would have seen that coming. And right. it threw curveballs and, you know, shaped the story in a way that like 
I, I, I again, like I never could have set out to, 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 to map that out in any way. And I had to constantly like pivot and innovate and, you know, like even during the pandemic, all of a sudden, like I was meant to fly out and see him like days after, you know, the NBA sort of shut everything down and the world shut down. Right. I had to cancel that trip and I shot him over zoom and was like, yeah, right. I'm not, I'm not doing this for the rest of the show. And I developed right. like camera camera package that w- was, was remote. Um, and it ended up, you know, we ended up shooting it that way for you know, like another five or six months, which without that, I, I never would have had the show that I had. And so I don't know, interesting things came about that. And I ended up using that in a bunch of different ways, you know, throughout the pandemic, it allowed me to keep shooting and I wouldn't have, able to otherwise so it was it was it was interesting and then best shape was was you know it was it was it was, i worked for will's company it wasn't a it wasn't a falcon production and so that was interesting and it you know it was a different dynamic for me to like almost be an employee again and that had been a long time since i'd worked for somebody else um like specifically where it's like not my call and it's not my budget and it's not my money and it's not my company right. And it's, it was interesting. It was an interesting challenge because I, you know, they, they, I, I was told no, you know, often. And, and it like caught me by surprise. Cause like, you, you know, when I'm producing, it's like, I'm, I'm, it, you know, ultimately goes back to being my decision. So like, right. You know, I I say, yeah. No one's telling me no, they might tell me like, I don't think that's a good idea, but it's still my, my decision. But right. it was, it was, it was very interesting. And, and then the process itself, like we were, it was very much at the tail end of the pandemic. And the original plan was we were going to shoot at Will's house at his primarily at his gym, but even on his property for the whole show. And like we did that for like two weeks. And then he walked in the gym one day and was like, we're going to Dubai. And I hadn't, I hadn't, (laughs) his house was the first place I had been since the beginning of the pandemic. I literally didn't leave my house for a year other than to like walk around the block. Yeah. And so uh, you know, it was weird being at, at someone else's house. And then all of a sudden he's like, yeah, we're going across the world for like six months. And I was like, what? You know, I was like, I'm not going to Dubai. And he was like, yeah, if you want to keep doing the show, you are. And I'm like, <laughs> yes, maybe I am. And But but going there was like, I don't know. It was, it it, it definitely had a big impact on my life. It's, it, it, you know, it was, it was disruptive as hell because I picked up and left for six yes. months. But it was also like, I don't know, I mean, like he, his sort of transformation that he was going through at the time right? Um, and still going through in, in a lot of ways, uh, right. I, it, it impacted me. And I found myself going through my own version of a transformation. And so, did, so was everyone that was sort of in that bubble and part of, you know, his training and the book right. and things that were sort of a part of it and became a part of the show, which originally weren't intended to be all of that was a very like transformative experience that, you know, we could, we could spend a whole, you know, episode here talking about just about that because right. ran pretty deep and personal and all that, but. Yeah, that's great, man. Your ability, your ability to adapt and your gift is making room for you, man. Congratulations on everything you're doing. All your past success. Thank you. Appreciate it. Dexon, it's always a pleasure speaking with you, man. We have catch back up again when this new virtual comes out. Tell the listeners in the world about that. Thanks for yeah, joining bro. me again. Always a pleasure speaking with you, bro. Yeah, likewise, man. I appreciate having it and I appreciate you and uh, appreciate this format. So good, good. And I'll be, I'll definitely be back. Definitely. Catch you next time. Enjoy the rest of your day.
All right, you too, man. Yes, that was producer, director, and writer, Dex and Debra. Once again, joining me. Catch you next time.